This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. We're coming to you after Arkansas beat Santa Clara 13-6. to So they advanced to the winner's bracket. And we decided to hold off on the episode until after the Arizona TCU game so that we could talk about that and we could know who Arkansas will be facing on Saturday evening. You know, the thinking was the game's on until 8 p.m. on Saturday night. So if we if we record on Saturday morning, we give you time to listen to the recap uh, and get set for TCU throughout the day Saturday. So you have all day to listen to this episode. Um, but yeah, no, it was... <laughs> I, I don't know if I was just really hot in the press box because it was really hot or if the game was just dragging on and it was just, you know, it, it kind of just I, – I don't I don't know. I know Santa Clara's pitchers struggled, but what was I just hot or was it kind of a game that just drag, was dragging on? No, it, 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 it definitely took a while. I, I see the time of game listed here as 317. I mean, it's – it's not every day you see a game go over three hours anymore. So it, it it felt like that one took forever. I mean, their their pitchers walked ten guys. It was it it got ugly there. So um, that was really the story of the game from my perspective was the Santa Clara pitchers, which was like the story of Santa Clara coming into it. You know, pitching coach Rusty Filter. He's had two number one overall draft picks. Um, one that Robert is familiar with, and. Uh, then his the pitching staff kind of implodes and you know you don't want to blame these guys because this is the most the the biggest crowd they've pitched in in front of all year um they're in a completely different state like you're coming from california to play in Fayetteville. like that's got to be tough and it's got to be hard um but they all struggled every single one of them um and they just none of them could really locate you mentioned the walks even their guy, Skylar Hales, who, you know, is supposed to be their big bullpen arm who throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, he came out and he got he got shelled pretty much. Like, the Arkansas was on him left and right. He gave up five hits, four earned. So, not only was the, the pitching staff, you know, kind of falling apart for Santa Clara, but Arkansas did have plenty of timely hits. They, they did enough with the bats. You talk about Kendall Diggs, um, got lucky on, on a play that, you know, could have been made in center field. It was a tough play to make, um, but that that hit drove in three runs. And then Caleb Cowley drives in three runs with a with a home run there in the seventh. So, you know, ten runs in in the fourth and the sixth combined, and then you have the Caleb Cowley swing three run homer in the seventh, and that was how you did it. But it was it was really just a good, you know, combination of Santa Clara's pitching falling apart and Arkansas getting hits when it needs to, to drive in runs, give Will McIntyre, who was on the mound for, I think all of the runs that got scored, Will McIntyre was on the mound, give him some run support. And you really did get lucky that McIntyre was able to go five only through 81 pitches. Like, I mean, he's going to come back and throw again this weekend. So I think it was a successful first game. Let's agree. Can we agree on that? I I would say the only thing that would have made it more successful is if Hunter Holland made it out of the third inning. Um, that was that was the toughest part to see because, I mean, like you said, well, I imagine we'll see McIntyre again, but you would have liked to not have him have have him throw five innings in the first game against the four seed, um, because, you know, like you said, we're we 
we're waiting until after the TCU game to record this. At at this point, we're probably looking at a best of three against TCU for the winner of this regional. And so, you know, you'd you'd like to have McIntyre as fresh as possible. So that would be my only gripe about this first game. But like you said, offense looked really good. I mean, contributions up and down the order. Brady Slavens was the only guy not to have a hit. Um, you know, everybody was patient at the plate. A lot of a lot of free passes. Christian, you got to watch this game more than you normally do. What what was your takeaways? Yeah, uh, everything looked good. A lot of what Robert said, uh, I'll kind of just harp on that. I guess uh, I would have liked to see Holland go a little longer, but McIntyre was great, came in, shut it down for the most part. And then, yeah, the lineup looked good. Peyton Holt got moved to the two-hole this, this game and you know, got on base three times, scored three times, so that was cool. Um Diggs with a big hit. The guy when when the guy dove, I saw it. Um, I think it was in his glove. I'm pretty sure it was in his glove or tipped his glove, and then his glove glove goes flying off. So I mean, it was that close for making a great play to end the inning. And um, but thankfully he missed it. They scored all the runs. A three run single from uh, Kendall Diggs. How how many times have you seen a three run single? That yeah, was that was fun for sure. That was funny. Another another example of how many times have you seen it? John Bolton and Parker Rowland both having a hit and both of them drove in two runs each. Yeah. That's that's a good how many times have you seen that one? Yeah, I mean John Bolton had John Bolton postseason John Bolton is different. Hit by pitch, sack fly, single, walk. I mean, that those were four really productive plate appearances. Um his his first four trips uh, it's very very good to see, as Dave Van would say. I so we we had we had the episode, the John Bolton episode, where we've we've had like two John Bolton episodes now. One where we had to have a serious conversation about him. Two where we had a serious have a serious conversation about our serious conversation about John Bolton. And now I think we just need to say like John Bolton's good. Like <laughs> John Bolton is playing really good baseball right now, and. At, whereas one point in the season we were like, okay, maybe you should mix in Harold Cole, give him some time. I mean, no offense to Harold Cole, but he's had a plenty of opportunities now, and and John Bolton continues to show um, that he can get the job done. And now that he gets the job done with the bat, you know, John Bolton's a really good shortstop. You know, we we actually may have to factor Harold Cole back into the conversation now because and and not at shortstop. Um, yeah. What what's what's going on with Peyton Holt? Uh, I I didn't get to watch the press conference. So the the uh, the explanation that we got from Dave Van Horn, I I really just want to read the quote because I don't want to misquote on injuries. Um, Peyton Holt, sorry, I wasn't prepared for this so early in the episode. This is my fault. Okay, Holt is Holt okay? Dave said, yeah, I don't know exactly. I think he's got something with a lower back or something going on, so we just got him out for the top of the ninth. Um, could he play tomorrow? Yeah, he wanted to stay in, but I just took him out. So that's that's your update on Peyton Holt. Interesting. So we'll see how that plays out tonight. Um, do you guys remember if he tweaked it on the swing or the running or running to first? Or do you guys – you probably didn't see it then. I didn't even know he was hurt. Until everybody's freaking out about it. Based okay. on what I saw on the broadcast, it looked like it happened when he was running, but I, I'm not certain about that. Definitely, right. you don't want that to happen. Um, 
you know, if you want it, if you if you want to make a positive out of a negative, you could at least say like at least you have a guy like Harold Cole who can step up, who's played meaningful innings this year. Like that I feel like that's all you can do with Arkansas injuries now is like, well, they've been hurt so much that they have a guy who's experienced. So you just hope that Peyton Holt's able to go though. Um and, and Dave made it sound like he is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to to lose a, another second baseman will will be tough. Uh, but you know, I mean, Peyton Holt, he's he's dealt with that ankle sprain, twisted ankle. Can't remember what what exactly it was. Not that long ago. So you know, clearly he's a tough guy and wants to play. You know, the 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 tough guys. If if they can if they can go for the postseason, I'd, I'd expect you'll see him out there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about TCU Arizona real quick. So TCU, holy crap. We talked about it, guys. We talked about it. We said the one team that you don't want to see in your regional is TCU. And sure enough, you got TCU. And we saw against a, a good Arizona team. Like, let's let's not discount Arizona because they're the three seed. They barely snuck in. Like, they were one of the top offensive teams, not only in the Pac-12, but in the country. And TCU only had to use three pitchers, none of which threw more than 70 pitches. Uh, they had 17 hits. Braden Taylor, just a, he's a monster. Um, and TCU just dominated Arizona. Like that's, I feel like we expected it. I thought Arizona might be a little bit more competitive, but TCU is on fire right now. I believe uh, the Horn Frogs have won 17 of their last 19. I think they're on a seven-game win streak. Now, all of that said, are they due for a loss? That that's that's the question you got to ask. Well, you know, the, the most important thing about that 19-game stretch or whatever it is you said they're on, they have not played an SEC team. They have not played an SEC co-champion. So, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a dogfight these, these next few days, for sure. Christian, we were sitting together um, at the TCU game for a little bit. Do you have any takeaways from the Horned Frogs? I think you said it earlier already, but... Yeah, Taylor, that guy can hit. Dude, uh, every every time he made a play, I just like leaned over and I was like, "This is a big league ball player." Like he's, it's it's hard to find a guy where like every time he makes a play, you're like, "Yeah, he's big league." But Braden Taylor is one of those guys. I feel like Caden Wallace was that way last year. Like you, you just knew Caden Wallace was gonna be he was gonna be in the majors one day. Like yeah. you know that from watching him. Braden Taylor is the same way for TCU. Yeah, I think um, the the only like the negative from last night was that they only used what three pitchers you said, TCU. Yeah. yeah, so we were hoping that they would get more into their bullpen, use a couple more guys. So TCU is able to be smart and not and limit their bullpen use, so that they're they're um they're going to be ready to go tonight with most of their bullpen ready and intact. One thing on Arizona though, Arizona though they took the lead early, and I thought for a second that maybe they'd make it interesting. And obviously we're we're hoping that they make it interesting just so they get into their bullpen and stuff. But that one guy, Kiko Romero, two home runs last night. The, did you see the second home run? I think I saw a video of it on Twitter maybe. Second home run was a moonshot. Like, yeah, no, actually I was watching because they were confused on whether or not it was actually a home run. Right. Yeah, I, I could not tell because I was watching it on the broadcast when I got home. But it was like a 45-degree launch angle, so – it was like, you know, 90, like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Sorry for my listeners uh, on the podcast, not uh, not watching on YouTube, but but yeah, he launched it, and I I was like, I don't even know how they're gonna verify if this is a home run or not because you can't even see anything on the TV on the TV broadcast. But they gave it to him, so he had two home run, two home runs of the night. So, but yeah, Arizona is pretty much what we thought. Like their pitching wasn't isn't very deep, and and they have a couple guys that can hit though. But yeah, looking forward to TCU tonight, and uh, we'll see how the rest of this uh, regional goes. I have a I have a question not related to the the events on the field last night, but did did I did I correctly see that there was a video of a TCU relief pitcher relieving himself in the bullpen? I saw that ball? video. I, I, I have no idea. I I I don't know if he was peeing or if he was just like being weird and just like sitting in a corner. You know. Either way, very weird move. I don't I don't think he would have done that because there has to be bathrooms readily available. It's the Arkansas bullpen, like that there are yeah. definitely bathrooms. I, I I highly doubt he was peeing, but also I'm not hundred percent sure. Um let's see. Yeah, no, TCU good. I wanted to bring up their stats from last night. Yeah, so none of the pitchers threw more than 70 pitches, mm. which means I would assume all of them could go again if needed including Cole Klecker, who is really good. Um, TCU, I don't believe, announced the starting pitcher last night. So we we do know that Arkansas is probably going to throw Hagan Smith. Um, DVH didn't just straight up say, yeah, I'm throwing him, but he was basically like, yeah, I'm throwing him. So, And I think now that you're officially playing TCU, you're definitely throwing Hagan Smith. It's going to be fun, dude. Hagan Smith is really good. So I'm excited to watch him against this TCU lineup. Um, I was looking at the TCU noteworthy pitchers. The only issue is I'm not 100% sure if one of these guys is hurt or not. So that's the issue. I don't want to say a name and he's actually hurt. Because <laughs> I, I heard from somebody that one of TCU's starters is done for the year. So... I guess you'll just have to visit hogbeat.com for all the information on who TCU will be starting. Yes, we'll, we'll have just to... have to do that. Um, before we wrap up, let's talk about Bet Saracen. Our our friends at Bet Saracen uh have a lot of stuff going on for Arkansas baseball this weekend and all of the time. Go to Bet Saracen, get the double R props. I'm pulling up the app on my phone right now. It's literally that easy. As I was doing this ad read, I pulled up the app. That's how easy it is. Download it, Bet Saracen on the App Store, on the Google Play Store. The double R props for TCU Arkansas, they're up. Let's just look through them real quick and see if anything looks good. Um, Parker Rowland, over half a hit, over half a run scored. I like that. That could be good. Brady Slavens to hit a home run. Jace Borafin to hit a home run. Uh, John Bolton, over half a hit, over half an RBI. Um, those are fun. And then yesterday they had first a plate appearance um, bets. Tavian Josenberger, first plate appearance walk, 11-1. to 1. I kind of like it. Um I thought he was going to do it yesterday, but he ended up grounding out. It looked good. He went, he hit, he was three one, and then he grounded out, so that was tough. But visit Bet Saracen. You can get all this fun stuff uh, for Arkansas baseball. You don't get it anywhere else. Only on Bet Saracen. This Arkansas specific stuff. Um. Yeah, Bet Saracen. I wanted to. I wanted to talk about Rusty Filter. I'm a Rusty Filter guy. I love Rusty Filter. 
What a what a name, man. That's fantastic. And the fact that he's coached, as you mentioned earlier, two number one overall draft picks. That's uh that's nothing to sneeze at. Good good for good for Rusty Filter. And his mom is from Harrison and she's a Razorback fan. Now, I don't think she's originally from Harrison, but she lives in Harrison and she's a Razorback fan and she was able to go watch him pitch against the Razorbacks yesterday. Or not pitch, coach against the Razorbacks yesterday. <laughs> Ain't it a small world, man? It is. It's pretty crazy, but uh, I like Rusty Filter. Bad news for Rusty Filter is that the last coach that I, you know, thought to myself and told other people that I like was Brad Bohannon in Alabama. So not not a good conversation or, or person to be grouped with if you're Rusty Filter. So I think I think Rusty's a little more experienced than uh, <laughs> probably has more more wits about him than to be involved in large wagers. I would hope so. Uh, last thing I wanted to point out. So our friends at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, they posted, they, I'm just now seeing this. This is posted by Justin Acri. Um, he posted a screenshot and the headline reads, Harry Holt bangs it out. So I just want to huh. put that out there. That's, that's quite the headline. I don't know who approved that, but it is what it is. I, I have a suggestion for 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 a segment. Should we should we bounce around the tournament? Talk about other scores. There were three regional hosts who lost yesterday. We can, and this can be brought to you by College Baseball Insiders, Matt Grissom, and the guys over at College Baseball Insiders. They're at NCAA Insiders on Twitter. Go to collegebaseballinsiders.com. We had Matt on for the regional preview. They have a regional betting guide. And also, they're tweeting out um, advice, picks throughout the regional. So make sure you're following them. Make sure you listen to their stuff and visit their regional betting guide. It's pinned on their account. Uh, Matt Grissom came on, gave us some picks. But uh, some of the big dogs fell, Robert. Yes, they did. Uh, the 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 first one I saw was Oklahoma State losing to Oral Roberts. We uh, we who follow the the Razorbacks know very very well uh, how how a Stillwater regional goes. And interesting that the Cowboys are not off to a good start in that one. Uh, so also maybe it's a good thing that Oral Roberts didn't get selected to go to Fayetteville. Um, who were the others? Uh, Auburn lost to Penn, right? Yeah. And, that was six to three in eleven innings, and then Coastal Carolina lost as well, eleven to ten to Ryder. So that that uh, was was interesting around around the tournament. What else did I see? Paul Skeens threw in yeah. against like eighteen, nineteen, and forty two lane. Um, if if that's not an indictment of the rest of the LSU pitching staff that they feel like they got to throw uh, the next Steven Strasburg in game one. That's that's tough. He did uh, he did throw a complete game with twelve strikeouts. So that was Paul Skeens doing game. doing doing Paul Skeens things. He threw like one hundred and twenty four pitches. I mean, I don't I don't want to be that guy, but I mean, I feel like there's a lot of SEC pitchers that could throw a complete game against against Tulane. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> the Tulane won like eighteen games this year. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's the postseason. I mean, Dave Van Horn had Brady Tiger up in the pen ready to go against Santa Clara. Like, had had them ready. Um, or had Brady Tiger ready. And he said once the once the league got to six runs, we told him we like sat him down, you're not throwing. But I mean Dave Van Horn was ready to do it. 
like put in your top guys. He was going to throw Hunter Holland, Will McIntyre, Brady Tiger against Santa Clara. Like you got to do what you got to do to win ball games in the postseason, no matter who it is. But to throw Paul Skeens for a complete game against Tulane, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. They, I like I said, I think it's an indictment of of how little pitching they have available behind him. That you know they they felt like they needed to to win that first game, which I know. So be it. Yeah. Also, good. I feel like we need to we need to bring up Tara Hope, but if you have more stuff on LSU, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say what you were saying. You know, they're they're saving as much of their they're saving all their arms. They're like, we're not gonna use anybody. They're we're just gonna save everybody. Let schemes go the whole game, no matter what it takes, <laughs> just to guarantee this win and just get through it. And then now they have the rest of their bullpen the rest of the weekend. But he's not coming back there the rest of the regional. So if they ever needed help or if they ever needed like a, a big inning, now they can't even bring him out of the bullpen, most likely. But maybe they could on like a Sunday or maybe Monday. We shall see. Yeah. Tara Hope, uh, Indiana State beat Wright State. I was watching a little bit of that game. Wright State was up for a while. Um, shout mm. out to the Raiders, but ultimately fell short. And then Iowa beat UNC. So you got Iowa and, and wow. Indiana State in the 1-0 game. And as we know, that regional is paired up with the Fayetteville regional. So winners yeah. will meet in the Supers. Something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. All right. Arkansas. TCU, 8 p.m. Central Time, Baumwalker Stadium. ESPN Plus is what we're looking at for the TV. Um, Can I rant? That's what that's what the Arkansas baseball team put out. They put out ESPN Plus on their graphic, so that's what that's what I'm running with. Can I rant about this? Oh, dude, this was supposed to be Sorry, a short we need episode. To, I know we need to keep it short, but it is ridiculous that so many games are on ESPN Plus. The, this is is a fantastic product, and it needs to be more accessible for the public. And I know that it's only a seven or eight dollar a month subscription, but this kind of stuff doesn't need to be behind a paywall. There you go. Short and sweet. That was short and sweet. No, I agree. I agree. Um, they need to make it like the NCAA basketball tournament, like have an app for it and you can like watch it and you don't have to subscribe to all these different streaming platforms. Agreed. Um, okay. We'll talk to everybody. Probably Sunday morning at some point uh, after the Arkansas TCU game. We're probably not going to record at one in, or two in the morning. So uh, bear with us as we figure out our schedules. Robert is kind of ruining everything. Um, and then, you know, we got me and Christian here, boots on the ground, doing our jobs. So we'll we'll figure it out for the listeners. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Diamond Hawks podcast. And we'll talk to you Sunday. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.